0: Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Vaswani from Omnis Investments and here to take you through what's happened in markets last week. And what a week it was, dominated clearly by interest rate hikes in the US and the UK and of course the so-called mini-budget, which was mini in all but name on Friday. Markets have not taken kindly to the aggressive approach by central banks and the prospects of slowing economic growth, and Friday's tax cuts had a significant impact on UK government bonds and sterling. We'll talk all about this throughout the podcast, but as always, let's begin in the US. Where stocks fell sharply again as a central bank, the Federal Reserve increased interest rates by 0.75 percentage points. This brings U.S. interest rates to a target range of 3 to 3.25%. This is the highest level since March 2008. Now back in March 2008, the Fed was cutting rates, not rising rates. This week, they announced that they expect interest rates to continue rising over the next few months. While the central bank believes that inflation will trend downwards in 2023 towards a 2% target, it also acknowledged the risk that sharp interest rate hikes could lead to a recession. Towards the end of the week, markets continued falling at signs of weakening economies in Europe, which we'll cover shortly. Overall, the S&P 500 dropped over 4.5% during the week. Let's move to Japan next. It was a shorter week in markets due to public holidays, but the Nikkei 225 fell 1.5%. Largely speaking, Japanese markets tracked losses seen in the US markets as a result of the large interest rate hike in the US. This now means that the difference in interest rates between the U.S. and Japan is widening. Which, as we discussed a few episodes ago, is bad for the Japanese currency. And so this week, Japan intervened in the currency market to support its yen for the first time since 1998 as the yen continued to weaken. At the same time, despite inflation accelerating though of course nothing compared to the inflation numbers seen in the West, the Bank of Japan has kept interest rates very low and has said that they don't believe they will be hiking rates anytime soon. Moving to China, where stock markets fell as global growth slowdown fears gripped investors. The blue-chip CSI 300 index, which tracks the largest listed companies in Shanghai and Shenzhen, dropped 1.95%. China, too, is also facing a depreciation of its currency against the U.S. dollar. In August, China took the decision to lower key interest rates. This, together with the sharp hikes in interest rates in the U.S., has left the Chinese yuan and other currencies around the world weakening. The economic outlook for China remains fragile, thanks to persistent problems in the property market and continued coronavirus outbreaks. Turning to Europe next, where shares fell sharply for a second week as central banks raised interest rates sharply, intensifying fears of a prolonged economic slowdown. The Eurostox 50 fell over 4% during the week. Central banks in Sweden, Switzerland and Norway were the latest to raise interest rates by 1, 0.75 and 0.5 percentage points respectively, so quite sharp rises. These hikes, together with the European Central Bank's large hike earlier this month, sent government bond yields higher across Europe. To recap from our bond podcast a few weeks ago, yields on bonds are rising because investors are expecting interest rates to rise more than they previously thought. And when yields go up, then prices of bonds go down, which is why we have seen a lot of bonds drop in value this year. On the economic front, business activity in the eurozone contracted for the third consecutive month in Europe as economic downturn deepens. And finally, wrapping up with the UK, where the FTSE 100 ended the week down 3%. Of course, what dominated the news and markets during the week were firstly, the aggressive interest rate hike in the US, which impacted markets across the world, as you've just heard. Secondly, the Bank of England raised its interest rates by 0.5 percentage points. Some had expected an even larger increase, but at the time of making the decision, the news of the government's energy support package might have provided some relief as the support package is expected to lower inflation in the short term, although clearly to a small extent. However, on Friday, the UK government unveiled the biggest tax cut since the 1970s in an attempt to push the economy, the UK economy, back into growth. I'll leave the details of these tax cuts to the news outlets. But markets didn't take too kindly to the idea of escalating public debt and the yield on UK government bonds rose rapidly on Friday. Again, when yields go up, bond prices go down. At the same time, the UK pound fell to 1.09 US dollars, a 37-year low. I recorded a video on Friday to explain a bit more about the market reaction following this so-called mini-budget. And you can view this on my LinkedIn profile or on Omnis's LinkedIn page. Simply search Omnis Investments on LinkedIn. So clearly, a very packed week with lots of announcements and lots of market movements. It's always worth remembering that whilst the outlook may be negative in the short term, markets do tend to overreact sometimes. So trying to forecast what happens in markets over the next week or two is incredibly hard. When we manage your investments at Omnis, we take a look at the longer term and take a five-year horizon across your portfolios. That's it from me today. As always, I'll be back with more next week. Till then. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.